All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are live. And I thought we'd really push the envelope today and go live like 90 seconds early. Can you believe it? Can you imagine? Well, we're here. And if you're here, if you're hanging out live with us at facebook.com slash Boca Podcast or youtube.com slash Boca Podcast, thank you for being here. Thanks for hanging out with us. And I would encourage you to ask lots of questions today. We're going to be getting into a topic which is brand position. This is actually a special edition of the Boca Podcast, a brand position consultation. And uh, we're going to be getting into this topic in quite a bit of depth, actually. And then I'm going to also help a photographer with her brand position. And I'll introduce our guest here in just a second. But please engage. Make this a group discussion, if you will. Ask questions, comment along the way, and I will make sure to include you in the conversation. Before we get started, just briefly, I also want to encourage you to continue to look for opportunities to give back. This has been a theme here at the podcast now for some time, and I'm going to share my receipt from Charity Water, a donation to Charity Water today. But I just want to encourage everybody listening in and watching to look for opportunities to give back, whether it's your local community or even on a national or international level. There's so many different opportunities that we have, and we're lucky enough to, to even be able to talk about those and certainly to donate a few dollars and it can go a long way. So look for those opportunities. And if you're not sure of one, charitywater.org is a great one to go about it. I've been uh, involved with that organization now, or I should say, I should say involved. I've been giving to that organization now for a number of years and highly recommend them. All right. On that note, we'll turn down the music here just a little bit. And I want to introduce my guest for today. Kirsten Ogden is here with me. Kirsten, thank you for... By the way, chiming in all the way from New Zealand <laughs> and getting up so early in the morning to make this happen. Thanks for hanging out with us today. No worries. It's great to be here. Well, it's truly our privilege. And, and I was telling you before we got started, I was just expressing my appreciation to you for allowing us to share this conversation with the industry, with our community, because brand position is a topic that people have heard of in some form or fashion, probably at one point or another, but it's not discussed real actively in our industry. And I think it's a missed opportunity for a lot of photography businesses as part of the puzzle of marketing, the ability to be able to stand mm -hmm. out in the mind of a potential client. And so we're going to talk about brand position today. And thanks for letting us share, share this conversation. No worries. It's good to be here. Well, and as, as we get started here, Kirsten, if it's okay with you, I'm going to just briefly share the definition of a brand position with um, not only yourself, but also our listeners as well. And on a very simple level, brand position isn't overly complicated. We're, we're talking very simply about a value proposition. What is it that your business, your photography business, offers as a value proposition to the marketplace? And you say, what's a value proposition? Well, um, if I have a service or a product that is going to somehow make your life better, that is the value proposition. If I'm a wedding photographer, I offer wedding photographic services to the marketplace my value proposition is wedding photography. Now, a great brand position doesn't just communicate the value proposition, but it communicates how that value proposition is unique in comparison or contrast to the businesses in that marketplace. A distinct brand position communicates how I'm different through the service that I'm offering, how I'm different than another photographer in this context. So that's the, the basic definition of a brand position. But there are four distinct benefits of a brand position. And number one, it enables clients, potential clients, to immediately know our unique value proposition. We're going to talk about placement on the website here in just a second. But a unique value proposition 
well-placed on a website, on social media, we'll immediately communicate our unique value proposition to that potential client. Number two, it filters irrelevant potential clients. They land on our website. They immediately see that distinct brand position statement and they will know, is this a fit for me or not based on their interests, their desires, their needs. Number three, it simplifies and focuses marketing efforts. And this is super important because it would be easy to get sucked into all the possibilities, all the opportunities that we have as photography business owners. We could go one direction or another. We can offer this service or that service and this genre and this price point and use this gear and so on and so forth. If we know what it is distinctly that we are offering in that marketplace, we can literally build our whole business model around that. And it simplifies and focuses our marketing efforts. We're not trying to communicate three or four different brand messages as a result. And then number four, and this is really a great segue from the previous, it encourages better time management. Because at the end of the day, again, if we know exactly what it is that we're trying to achieve with our business, this brand position will largely determine our business model. Then we will be able to focus on what actually matters for the sake of accomplishing related goals. And then we have additional free time, flexibility, freedom as business owners as a result. So those are the benefits there. And Kirsten, I'm curious, is that, I know that's pretty straightforward stuff, but does that make sense? Is that pretty clear? Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense. It's, it gives you a, a clear goal for all of your decision-making um, within the brand. Yeah, it really does. It, it, I guess it really has multiple benefits in that sense. As we just communicated, it's, it's not just about the marketing side, but it kind of alleviates the stress that we have as photography business owners to make decisions. We can, we can run yeah. a lot of, if not most of our decisions through the filter of what's my brand position, mm. number one, and mm. number two, what are my goals? And of course, that's a whole separate conversation, but the brand position is a big, <laughs> big component of that. So let's talk about your business. And as we're doing this, I'm going to actually share your, your website. Talk first about the, the marketplace. What market are you based in currently? So I'm, I live currently in Christchurch. So that is a pretty small city on the, on the global scale. It's um, New Zealand's third biggest city. Uh, but it's, it's really not that big whatsoever. Uh, but the South Island is, I guess, my, my ideal market. There's, there's a lot of people who come to the South Island to, to get married and to do photos. It's um, an absolutely beautiful place. Mm. Places like Queenstown and Wanaka that, uh, that people on the global stage might have heard of. Um, okay. And uh, Marlborough as well, which is a three-hour drive for me. Queenstown's about a five-hour drive. Um, at the moment, I'm mainly just servicing the Christchurch market due to being quite new. But ideally, I'd be traveling a little bit more around around the island. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, so you, you're dealing with a marketplace, and I was actually just doing a quick bit of research. I, I noticed, I think Christchurch, New Zealand, specifically the population, I think the city looks like about 350,000 and I think you mentioned yeah, that the kind that. of the broader area is about a million people. Is that right? That's the whole South Island. So okay. that is a, a fairly, yeah. You know, there's an, there's two other big cities mm-hmm. within the, um, within the island. Okay. But or maybe three, depending on how many you count. <laughs> okay. Well, um, this this information yeah. is helpful for the sake of context. You know, we, we have to look at our marketplace, the size of the marketplace and how that translates to the available potential market. We're going to talk a little bit more about this, but when we decide on what brand position we're going to stand on, we have to make sure that there's enough of a market available for that particular brand position. And there's an example that I always give, but if I were to say, for example, if I were to live in Christchurch and I said, I am a 
uh, a black and white wedding photographer for skateboarders. And I do that in a marketplace that has 350,000 people. <laughs> I'm probably going to have way too small a potential market to try to get business from. And which yeah. means that, especially in the context of, of being in the South Island there with a million total people, roughly a million people, I'm going to have to pick a different brand position that allows me to be able to tap into a larger mm-hmm. segment of that population. I would limit myself yeah. way too much with that specific a niche, right? Yeah. So it's important to consider yeah. the marketplace before you make a decision about brand position. Um, that's certainly a, a really important mm-hmm. component of it. And by the way, for everybody listening in or watching, uh, I'm just going to very quickly go back to Kirsten's website here. It is Kirsten, K-I-R-S-T-E-N-J photo.com. And uh, it looks like currently you have a brand position statement. We'll come back to this. We'll discuss this. Wedding photography for the adventurous couple. Uh, you did a great job kind of keeping that above the fold. We see that immediately when we land on the site. We'll, we'll come back to discussing that here in just a little bit. But then your Instagram, again, for anybody listening in or watching, Kirsten, K-I-R-S-T-E-N-J photo on Instagram. We'll link to both of these in the show notes at bocapodcast.com. But I want to get to my next question, Kirsten. Talk mm-hmm. to me about the type of photography that you currently tell your clients or potential clients that you specialize in? At the moment, I'm, I'm definitely just saying wedding photography and couples photography. I, I would love to get into more anniversary or honeymoon type shoots, but it's all down the, the, the couples photography. So I, I'm, not, I'm not saying or advertising that I do any other type of photography. Okay, um, that, that I, makes I do sense. have a... Yeah, I, I have a page on at, at the foot of my website for for family uh, for family photography, just basically because people have asked me, and so now I just link them to that page directly. But I don't I don't put it on my Instagram. I don't really I don't talk about it um, on any of my main pages. Yeah, that's just. Oh, I see that. Okay, yes. Yeah, so, this is a so. This, I mean, we could spend a little time just talking about this, but I think this is really brilliantly done. You already know, and and I know, of course, from the information that you sent us ahead of time, that ninety percent of your work is couples and weddings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, I think yeah. you said ninety percent was weddings and then five percent couples. But you're working primarily with couples. If, yeah. but there's really little reason why you can't still offer other services. If somebody comes to you individually and says, "Hey, do you do you photograph families?" You say, sure. Marketing wise, what you're putting front and centers is couples. And I think that's really great. But at the bottom, so anybody that's not watching the live stream here, and by the way, you can do that. If you go back to facebook.com slash Boca podcast or youtube.com slash Boca podcast. In fact, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and just follow along there to keep it simple. But um, at the foot of Kirsten's website, the homepage of the website and the navigation, there are a few other options, travel, family and pets, and she has those dedicated pages that she can send potential clients to if that makes sense. And I think that's kind of cool. And that's a really nice compromise to, it doesn't have to be absolutely extreme, all or nothing. What you're marketing is photography for couples, largely wedding photography, but you have the option for mm-hmm. family. I think that's a really great way to do it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So I already mentioned the percentages, 90% or so mm-hmm. you said of the business that you're doing currently is weddings. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, that's correct. And the reason I and, asked and this, oh, no, go ahead. Sorry, that, that's really just because that's what I'm advertising to at the moment. So I get most of my business through Google Ads. Um, I, I'm starting to work on my SEO now, but the, the majority of my business does come through through paid ads. Okay. And I'm, I'm only advertising to the, to the weddings. So I, could, I can imagine I could easily change that if I modified my Google Ads. 
Um, but but are, you, are you happy with focusing on that genre at this point? Yes, yeah. I, I would be happy to do more couples shoots outside of weddings, mm. uh, but I do want to stick pre- predominantly in, in just couples. Okay, that makes sense. Well, I, I mean, you're obviously, you're, you said you're running ads for that, but you're getting business for that too, which is a key, right? When, mm. a, a lot of times, um, it's funny how, despite the fact that we have obvious revenue stream coming from a tic- particular service or a genre, we're like, ah, oh, should I do something different? You see that you've got an advantage already and that you're getting that business. And it seems to make most sense to focus where you're doing really well. And that's largely why I asked that question. Um, in the consideration of which direction do I go, we can just keep it simple for ourselves and go where there's least resistance. And right now it looks like the majority of your business is focused around couples. So it makes sense to focus there. It's just a question of within that space, how do you create distinction in your brand messaging in your marketing? And of course we're going to talk more about that. What would you say currently? um, And I, I know that we're ultimately kind of exploring this as a point of conversation, but just off the top of your head, if you were to look at photographers around you, and of course we're not naming names of companies, but what would you say might set you apart in the way that you offer service or the way that you photograph? What's the differentiating factor? This is quite a hard question because I, I've thought about it quite a lot. And it's one of the main reasons why, why I reached out to you. I, I've really struggled to, to figure out how I am different. Like I, there's, a, there's a couple of things where I just, uh, I've, I've had experiences um, my own when I was reaching out to, to photographers and uh, just wanting to be good on, on a couple of different levels, like good communication, um, the colouring. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of really fantastic photographers in Christchurch and in the South Island um, who have absolutely beautiful colour mm. coloration in their photos. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the communication is quite a big thing that I, I really strive to to make couples feel like I'm I'm working for them. I like to come from a, a point of view where like I'm I'm offering them a service, and it's especially for their wedding day. Like it's not about my art; it's about them having a good time. Mm. And I do think that that comes through in photos. Like if you're if you're having a good time at the shoot, then you'll remember the photo in a, in a really positive light and yeah. you'll, you'll love it so much more. Yeah. Uh, if, if you, even if you've taken the most beautiful photo, if the couple wasn't actually having fun during the photo mm. shoot, mm. then you know, you're never going to have as good a um, sort of you know, view of that photo. This is a really interesting point. And I, I mentioned this a number of times on the podcast previously, but you talk about the, the significance of the experience and how it relates to the photo. So you can have a really pretty photo. Mm. And we all know that these days, a pretty photo is a dime a dozen. We say in the US here, mm. it's kind of a, a, an expression, but basically it means it's just very common. You can go to Instagram. Yeah. In fact, I can take my, my iPhone here and I can go out and mm. turn on portrait mode and take a, a beautiful picture, process it in the, in the phone and be done. Just like that within a matter of seconds. It, it's not hard to take a pretty picture anymore. But... What does mm-hmm. make a big impact on people, especially in a day and age where something like a pretty picture is so common, is the experience. Mm-hmm. And I, I honestly, I like, and we're going to dig into this some more, but I really like that you're focusing more on the experience. And 
I was beginning to say a second ago, I, I've, I've talked about on the podcast before about how when I was shooting weddings, I was photographing weddings here in my marketplace in Tennessee, that the, the number of times that clients would come up and say, oh my goodness, you're such an incredible photographer, or some version of that phrase, without having seen one of my pictures, or if they did, maybe it was one or two mm-hmm. on the back of the screen and that was it. But their experience of me as a photographer had nothing to do with the images. It had everything to do with the, the actual experience. What it was like to interact with me, to be yeah. photographed by me and my business partner, that was mm-hmm. what they were basing their perception of our brand on. Yeah. And that yeah. is more true yeah. now than it was 10, 15, 20 years ago when I was still photographing. More true than ever now, the differentiating factor is the experience at the end of the day. Pretty pictures, yeah. there are plenty of them. You mentioned yeah. coloring, that, you know, that some of the coloration, the processing that some of the, the, the competitors in your market are applying to their images. That's great. But at the end of the day, most of our potential clients don't see the nuances that we as photographers do. And so even something like a Lightroom yeah. preset or a Photoshop action or the way that this image is processed really as, isn't actually that important to them. Uh, not nearly as important mm. as photographers make it. And at the, yeah. it's the experience <laughs> yeah. actually that makes a bigger impact. So I love that you're already leaning that direction. How long have you been photographing professionally at this point? Um, since the start of 2020. Okay. So not very long. Um, yeah. No. See, you, I've, you're... I've been a photographer for a while though. So I, I, for the last 10 years I worked in marketing and I always took photos for part of that job. Okay. Um, and then... Like I said before, we started on the live stream. I, all of 2019, I sort of threw myself into education whilst I was still doing my, my marketing job. Um, and then I actually moved back from Australia to New Zealand. So I sort of moved markets and then started, started the business when we got to New Zealand. Well, I was going to say, based on as little experience as you have as, a, as an active professional, the fact that you already realized the significance of experience and are kind of focusing that direction, I think says a lot. And you, you've got the right idea from the start. And I think what's going to make sense as we talk a little bit more about your brand position is to focus on the significance of experience and build on that for mm-hmm. the sake of your brand, especially if yeah. you know that some of your competitors are already struggling a little bit in that area, whether it's communication or the actual in-person experience that that client is having with, those, with your competitors. Um, I think there, yeah. there are ways to make yourself stand out in contrast to that. So we'll talk about that in just a second. Yeah. But let's keep going. Yeah. Let's talk about customers pain points because when again a lot of times it's funny how we as photography business owners tend to kind of overcomplicate things they're like okay so what is the thing that i'm going to specialize in what do i want to stand out and how do, how do i want to differentiate myself and maybe we go inward and we're trying to come up with a really cool or really cute idea the reality is right in front of us our clients are saying hey this is the thing that i have a hard time with or this is the thing that i want more of and we can actually base these decisions on our clients feedback so to that point, um, what would you say at this point are the first, like maybe the top two or three pain points of your customers that you've had the opportunity to have conversation with? Um, I haven't had this conversation with any of my clients, but when I was doing some some uh, research for these for these um, questions, I, I looked at my reviews on on Google, and a couple of I only have a couple, but they two of them definitely concentrated on the experience that they did have that it was a, a nice day and I, I sort of really took, took, took steps to, to make their, um, their day pleasant. And okay. um, in terms of my own experience of finding a wedding photographer in this market, I think 
there was a little bit of unprofessionalism. So I, I, one, one photographer that I absolutely loved, I, I didn't end up booking her. I, she was just extremely unprofessional. And then another one that I, uh, that I was going to go with, uh, just again, the, uh, it was very much they were working for themselves and I just happened to be almost more like a model mm. that, that they were, I, I was, I was privileged that they would come to my wedding and uh, take photos of me yeah. as opposed to, and I think that's where I've tried to make it more of a service where I, I, I think it's a privilege that I get to attend mm. their special day. Yeah. Um, That's a lot of it. You would say you mentioned earlier too yeah. the communication piece <laughs> and was, is this something that you've heard from people or that you've heard in the photographic community that, that communication is it, is it like the lack of proactivity in communication? Is it a lack of responsiveness? It takes a long time to respond. What, what was that like? Um, a little, probably more proactivity. So I, I, I'm on quite a few Facebook um, advice groups, just kind of creeping in the background, watching what people say, uh, and the, the people saying that uh, photographers have taken a long time to get back to them, mm. and uh, just being really, oh, here's my here's my price guide. No, no sort of effort or thought put into the responses. Yeah. Yep. Um, and making it, yeah, and it being a bit more of a chore than something that they're ah. really excited and honored to be involved mm-hmm. with. Yeah, treating treating the potential client just like another number, like just somebody that... that yeah. Yeah, it, chore is an interesting word. I don't think I've heard a photographer say it that way, but that's actually really impactful when you think about it. Like, am I engaging with this this person in a way that feels as though... I mean, I've been on... In fact, I've had experiences with companies, not necessarily photographers, but with a third-party company where interaction with them or their interaction with me, it, it does, it comes off like it's a chore. Like they're, they're having to go out of their way to engage with me or to answer a question that I have. And that's, that's so weird to yeah. me. You know, you, you'd think that, that you would make an effort with a person that you're trying to sell your service or product to that you would want to make them feel good in that experience. And it's, it's amazing sometimes how businesses just don't think about that. Yes, yeah, that's exactly right. Okay, so so you have an idea then of how you might be able to, and again, the, 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 of course, the purpose of this, and I say this not just to you, Kirsten, but to our listeners as well, the purpose of this question is to figure out not only what, what clients are looking for, but those pain points might be a reflection of what's also going on in the marketplace and how you can set yourself apart. If you know, for mm-hmm. example, when I started Photographer's Edit, my editing company, and this is back in 2008, at the time, we didn't have a lot of competition. There weren't very many companies offering the service, but one of the biggest so-called pain points, one of the things that other com- these other companies were doing at the time was creating a wait list. So photographers wanted to get the service. They wanted to be able to outsource their editing, but they couldn't because there was a long wait list. So immediately yeah. for me as a business owner, somebody who was about to start this company, I'm thinking about how I can stand in contrast to that, right? And that's really what brand position is largely about. How can I stand out in contrast to my competition? So if my competition has a wait list, then naturally I want to be able to create a business model that enables me to be able to handle a larger volume so that we don't have to have a wait list. 
oh, photographers edit. I can go use that company because <laughs> they have the capability to take on my business. I don't have to wait for three weeks to get on board and I've got so much business and I need to outsource that editing. I'm looking for opportunities yeah. like that to stand in contrast to my competition. And to your point, mm -hmm. all you have to do is Google or go in Facebook groups and just listen to what people are saying and you can yeah. learn that information. So I think that's really intelligent of you. Yeah, it's, it's been really interesting seeing what what people are saying. And you, uh, maybe my my ideal client isn't necessarily in those groups, but it's it's a it's a really great place to see just where the industry is going from a from a customer point of view. I think. Yep, and it, it's good to keep an open mind, and not just now as you're getting started, but to do so on an ongoing basis. It's very easy for photographers who, or just, I guess, any business owner, really, that's been in their industry for a long time to start to run on auto, autopilot and not pay attention to what's going on. And that hurts mm -hmm. us. So it's always good. Don't, don't yeah. ever lose your tendency now to go and do that research. Don't ever lose that because that, that's really, really important. And by the way, my decisions um, for my company's brand position at the outset were based on what was going on at that time. But about five, six years later, uh, maybe even seven years later, we made a big shift in our brand position because again, we were listening, we were hearing, we were seeing what was going on in the industry and what our competitors were doing. And so we made a shift at that point to a different brand mm -hmm. position. It's not that we can't ever change. Uh, we don't want to change all the time, but we need to keep an eye on what's going on in the industry and position ourselves accordingly. So yeah, keep that up because that, that's a really good practice to have. But let me ask you another question. And again, we're asking questions here that are giving us information to make a decision about this, this idea of a brand position. In addition to, to customer pain points, something else to consider is what ultimately is meaningful to you, what motivates you. So the question that I would ask here is what motivated you to start a photography business in the first place? Because if we're going to create a brand position around which you build your business model, you want to make sure that it ultimately supports your personal goals, right? You started a business for whatever reasons. You want to pick a brand position that supports those goals. So what would those goals be? What, what motivated you? Yeah, so uh, like I said just before, my, my background was in marketing. So I was at a computer at my desk, very little physical movement on my on my nine to five mm. job so uh, apart from the, the when I can go down to the studio and take some photos or go out on location and, and get some photos I I physically didn't move my body basically whatsoever in my day-to-day -day work working life and I I just had a light bulb moment at the start of 2019 where I realized that I was just I'd my favorite part of my job was taking photos. And then I looked back at all my other jobs. And again, I realized that my absolute favorite part of, of all of the jobs that I had in my 20s was taking photos. And then I, I was sort of had, yeah, had this light bulb moment. And being able to physically move my body around was something that I sort of identified that I just absolutely loved doing. And whether that is driving to a cafe to meet with a client or... Um, you know, walking around my studio, just going and fixing things and changing lenses and being standing was something that I I really identified that I I needed in my life. And then with with wedding photography, I, I was so I decided, hey, well, photography is going to be the thing because I was already um, quite quite passionate about photography yeah. uh, and did it 
on a personal hobby level had quite a good camera at that point as well already and then I was like, well I absolutely love weddings I love the fashion side of of weddings and going to events like that so I my bachelor's degree uh, way back in the day was a bachelor of fashion design so I sort of have that that background as well and then uh, since since starting wedding photography everything those those assumptions have been absolutely confirmed that I, I love meeting with people and talking about their day and learning about their relationships uh, and and then the actual the day itself it's full of adrenaline um, it's sort of go 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 for eight hours and then never plan anything the next day and I, I sort of love that that even flow of um, of both the day how I can structure my week around it so I can work really hard for a few hours in the morning and then do some exercise and then do whatever else I might <laughs> want or need to do in the afternoon. Um, sure. Well, I mean, if also, you're getting into wedding yeah. photography, it's, it covers your desire for movement for sure, especially with those long yeah. 10, 12, 14 hours <laughs> wedding days. And you know, you, you make an interesting point about wedding photography and that it kind of includes, I mean, you, you got fashion, you got portrait photography, mm-hmm. you've got family photography, you've got architectural photography, yeah. you've got mm-hmm. photojournalism. I mean, there's so many different elements of the photographic world just kind of built yeah. into one with wedding photography. It gives you that variety and, I, yeah. and the challenge that comes along with that. I think it's, yeah. it's really lovely. Yeah. You've got product photography when you're doing the details. hundred percent. Yeah. So many different elements. So you're definitely yeah. in the right space in that regard. When it comes to brand position, let me actually jump back to um, your website here. And by the way, for anybody who's listening in or watching, forgive any background noise. I, I don't know why, but somehow my timing is just brilliant. And it seems like every day I do a podcast, there's lawn work going on on the property that I'm on. So I, I apologize I for, if, if you hear that. But on the, the homepage of your site, kirstenjphoto.com, K-I-R-S-T-E-N-J-Photo.com for anybody who is listening in. Wedding photography for the adventurous couple is currently the, the brand position statement that you have there. Talk to me a little bit about why you've got that statement there and if that's something that you were considering as a potential position statement. Yeah, so that's, I've been chopping and changing a little bit over the last 12 months or so with this statement and I've I, I the reason that I I'm not super happy with it I just feel like it's a little bit a bit weak it doesn't quite encapsulate exactly what I've basically said so far in in this chat um I do I've sort of identified that the adventurous people are who I enjoy photographing a bit more um but again that's quite egotistical whereas I'm thinking that I'm wanting to come at it from more of a service hmm. a service point of view sure uh, and yeah that with the, the adventurous couple I, I it's a little bit general as well like I don't think you'd find that many people who wouldn't consider themselves adventurous so I think where I was going with it was you know, I want to climb a mountain and scramble over rocks with you. But then that's what I like to do again, as opposed to what is be serving the, the customer. Yeah, I'm, and I'm so glad you highlight this. And we'll talk more about this in, in just a few minutes when I read through some of the brand position statements that I saw on your competitors' websites. But mm-hmm. one of the ones, and I'll just mention this now, uh, one of the ones that I read was, uh, or this is just part of it actually, romantic and real. Who Who isn't, 
I mean, if they're getting married, who isn't romantic and who doesn't want to be yeah. real? Like, I, I don't, I don't know what that yeah. means. Right. And so I'm, I'm similar to the statement or what you were just explaining about the statement, who isn't adventurous. And I guess you could argue that some people don't feel naturally adventurous, but it is a little bit vague in that we don't know. We don't know what that means. Now, if you had wedding photography for the adventurous couple and you had, you know, you see some of these pictures from uh, Yosemite National Park here in the U.S., for example, these couples that are up on this massive cliff and the grandier scenery in the background. And you had a picture like that and it said wedding photography for the adventurous couple. And that was consistently, let's say, 80, 90 percent of the, the work that you do look like that. Perfect. Yeah. You, if you live in an environment that enabled that and you were consistently producing that mm-hmm. type of work, now you're not just saying words, but you're actually backing it up with the experience that you create and the work that you're producing. And that would make way more sense. Um, I don't, mm-hmm. is, is Christchurch and even just the South Island, is that an area that there is a lot of that outdoor adventure or no? Yes, there, it, it definitely is a kind of place that I could work up to having those kinds of photos as 90% of my work. Um, at this stage, I, I'm I'm not getting the the helicopter weddings and um, <laughs> not quite there yet. Okay. But it, it is definitely something that um, happens a, a reasonable amount. Okay, well, that's something to consider. And you know, I, I mentioned this to you before we got started today. If if we don't land on an exact position statement today, at the very least, what I want to give you is food for thought because. There are, poten- you know, there are potentially multiple directions that you could go. You're, I, I will say now, and again, we'll, I'll share examples here in just a second, but your competitors don't have very strong messaging. So there's an interesting mm-hmm. opportunity because you're in a small market with, you do have plenty of competition, but not very strong messaging. You have the, the opportunity to be able to come out with largely whatever you want to. Yeah. Um, there are one, there's one yeah. message theme that, that um, I've seen more than once, and we'll, I'll mention that in a second. But other than that, you've got a mm-hmm. lot of flexibility, a lot of freedom here. The key is that if you decide on messaging and you decide on that brand position, that you actually back it up. Because a lot of photographers, they say something on their site, but then, I mean, you can, you can say, like, for example, I'm a photojournalistic wedding photographer. Or I'm a documentary wedding photographer. And you'll see photographers do this, but then like half the work on their Instagram feed or on their website is posed or, you know, fashion or whatever. It's not documentary photography. So in order for this brand position statement to be most effective, you've got to back up the work with what it is that you're saying. If there's opportunity there in that marketplace, not just opportunity because it's a beautiful place that people like to to spend time outdoors, but there are, there's actually a large enough market of people that are maybe coming in or traveling in to that area because they want to be photographed in that environment. And they are truly adventurous couples who want to be outdoors, maybe elope or have you know small wedding ceremonies outdoors or against a beautiful backdrop of scenery. And there is a marketplace for that. That might actually be a really interesting direction to at least explore. Um, I noticed just immediately when doing a search for that marketplace and wedding photographer, it's not a highly, you know, because the population is low and there, there isn't a lot of searching in general, it looks like, for wedding photographers. It's not a high volume of, of Google searches. Yeah. That was kind of interesting yeah. as well. So I can imagine if that's the case yeah. just for general wedding photography, there's probably even less of volume for something as specific as adventure photography. Um, so I would, I would caution you, I would encourage you to take advantage of the opportunity if it's there, 
But I would also caution you to make sure that you do enough research in advance that you know there's enough of a market to support it. And Mm -hmm. for example, if there is not a market there locally with the locals, people that are living there now to support that, but you know that there is a large enough tourists uh, or destination wedding business where people are flying in because of the environment and they want to get married there and be photographed in it. And you could market that to destination Mm -hmm. couples. Again, another opportunity there. You just want to verify that there's enough of a market for that. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. And I think pre-2020, there, there is, was quite a quite an industry of people coming to, especially the South Island, for that type of event. Uh, and also for honeymoons, doing honeymoon shoots, that style of photography mm. is something that I could definitely uh, look into, but probably not now. I, I probably need to wait a few years mm. for the for the industry to really get back on its feet uh, before going down that route. That makes sense. That makes sense. And again, that's, in some ways it seems like kind of an obvious thing because you're paying attention to the marketplace. You're like, okay, previous to COVID, we were dealing, this is what the marketplace looked like. COVID comes along, it changes things. And rather than just being kind of stuck in the mindset of this is what I want to do, you're paying attention to the marketplace and you're shifting, you're adjusting to go along with it. And again, that's just a mark of an intelligent business owner. Uh, I, I've told this, this before on the podcast, but it, it's just etched in my mind because I think it's a brilliant example of what we all need to keep in mind as, bus- as business owners, photography business owners. A number of years ago, I worked with a local lab here. And I, I was, when I started shooting weddings, I was shooting film. So we would take our film and drop mm-hmm. it off at this local lab. They'd process it for us. And then even after we went to digital, we continued to work with them on, to, to some extent. But the, the guy that owned that lab, um, as the, the world moved to web-based businesses and services and online galleries for photographers and being able to order prints, again, via the web and through these web services, this local gallery or local print or, uh, excuse me, local lab owner, he would complain to me on an ongoing basis, very consistently. I would come into the lab and he'd just go on and on about how he didn't like this and this change and this company's doing that thing and how ridiculous this is. And he was just bitter. And mm-hmm. so rather than yeah. shifting with the marketplace, as you're describing now, which again, I, I just I encourage you that I think it's really great that you're thinking that way already. Instead of shifting with the marketplace, he continued to be bitter and he basically stayed put, you know, continuing to function yeah. largely the way that he'd been fu- functioning for all this time. Yeah. And it put him under and, and he had to, you know, he shut his business mm-hmm. down. So I, I tell that story just as a reminder. And again, you're doing it right. You're thinking the right way, but for anybody listening and or watching, the last thing that we need to do is to kind of like get really set in our ways, whether we're young or experienced photographers, to get set on our ways and limit ourselves by not flexing and flowing with the marketplace. We need to pay attention and make decisions accordingly. You're already doing that. I love that you're thinking that way. It's really smart. So speaking of, in addition to the way the market's functioning just as a whole, it's good to be, when it comes to deciding in a brand position, to be aware of what your competition not only is doing, what service they're offering, um, what, ver- or what variation on a service they're offering, what they're charging, but also what they're saying. And when we talk about brand position statements, of course, an effective brand position statement, much like what you've got there on your website, I, I would make the text larger, um, a little bit more prominent, mm-hmm. but above the fold, right there, available for that potential client to see the moment they land on the website. We, we want to see what other photographers are saying similarly. What are they making their brand message or their brand position statement? And so what I want to do... Kirsten, if it's okay, I'm going to just kind of go through this list here briefly 
and share with you and the listeners and the viewers some of what your competition is saying at the moment. So I'm, let me just kind of go through these very quickly. And by the way, I'll, I'll say too that there are, there are a number of businesses, I'm not going to read all these off because it's repetitive. There are a number of the businesses that just simply said Christchurch wedding photographer or Christchurch portrait photographer, family photographer. Basically, it was a location and a genre. The, what was missing from those statements, of course, is the differentiating factor. There are going to be plenty of photographers offering the same genre. The question is, how do you make that genre, that service different from the other photographers that are offer, also offering wedding photographer, also offering family mm-hmm. photography? So I'll just throw that out there because there were a number of those. I'm not going to read all of those off. Uh, but yeah. let me actually just kind of go through this list. This wasn't so much a statement as a paragraph, but uh, this person said, I'm a Christchurch-based wedding and couples photographer who captures the joy, tears, laughter, the love, and everything in between. Um, so this person's actually already speaking to, similar to, to you, to both wedding and couples photography. So you got a little bit of competition mm-hmm. there just to think about. Now, I think their message kind of gets weak because what they're talking about is capturing emotion, right? And the idea that a photographer mm-hmm. captures emotion isn't unique to a wedding photographer. If you're even a halfway decent wedding photographer, you're gonna be capturing emotion the day of the wedding. But anyway, that was their statement. Um, the next person said relaxed. And by the way, this is, these are the results that I got. Um, the first, first page of Google maps results when I, when I searched on Google and then oh, the yeah. first, yep. yeah, first three pages of just regular search results. When I searched wedding mm-hmm. photographer, Christchurch, New Zealand is, is the search that I did. Okay, um, yep. so what I'm seeing here, this is another one, relaxed and natural wedding photography in Christchurch, New Zealand. This person said perfectly captured moments. Another person said fun and natural, easy and fun sessions with stunning results. Um, but then they kind of got confused because the, the message, there were many messages actually. Further down the page, it said creating timeless memories to last generations. Then further down the page, another message, hey, I'm so-and-so, your creative director, your new sidekick and photographer. So we've got a number of messages here. And, and this is a yeah. good opportunity just to remind everybody when you want to come up with a distinct brand position, you also want to come up with a clear brand position in that the messaging is consistent. You don't want to have three different messages. And then that potential yeah. client is trying to make sense of what it is that you stand for, what you represent. So yeah. simple, clear, consistent. That's really important when it comes to a strong brand position statement. Uh, the next one, Christchurch wedding, a newborn lifestyle photographer available throughout New Zealand. Uh, another one was for the lovers and the dreamers, bold and beautiful photography to capture your greatest adventure. Uh, by the way, another example of one of those statements, you know, the lovers, if you're getting married, hopefully you love each other and it, it, we all dream in some form or fashion. So I don't know what a, a statement like that means. And when we use vague phrases or statements like that, it really doesn't help create an impact or make an impact in that potential client's mind. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to highlight that real, real quick. Another one said whimsical wedding photography. I don't really know what that means. Again, we need to avoid vague words, romantic and real uh, this is one that I mentioned earlier, romantic and real, elegant and authentic. Uh, we need to all stop using the word authentic and real <laughs> too much because it's just lost its meaning. I, I mean, I appreciate the, the idea and the notion, and I hope we're all being authentic. But at the end of the day, when, when photographers look, well, if you look at photographers' websites, a lot of times we just kind of tend to copy and paste each other. And so we're all saying largely the same thing. And 
authentic is a word that just gets thrown around and ultimately is largely meaningless at this point um, because it's overused. So we need to stay away from words that are overused. Another person said the mission of uh, the name of the business is to capture the joy and raw emotion of our client's wedding day. And, you know, again, this is, this is an example of stating the obvious, right? I, I would hope that any photographer is there to capture the joy of and, and the emotion of the wedding day. So stating the obvious isn't helping us stand apart from our competition when we're, tell, we're saying we're going to do the same thing that our competition is doing. Mm. Uh, further down the page, they said photojournalistic photographers with a style that's playful, emotive, timeless. So they almost had a whole separate position statement. Another person said, photography is vibrant as your love. Another said, we are wedding photographers and videographers who travel New Zealand, capturing all the feels from the party of a lifetime. Um, another one said, classically beautifully, a beautiful portrait and wedding photography. Uh, that's an interesting one in that, you know, classic portraiture, it doesn't carry the popularity that it used to. Classic portraiture in that, yeah. you know, the traditional posing um, with traditional lighting in a studio, potentially on location as well. But that's an interest, probably the most interesting position statement, honestly, that I saw in this whole list, because it actually indicates something that might be different than what is common in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. All-inclusive wedding day storytelling was one more. And then the last was Auckland and New Zealand wedding photographer for beautiful gatherings. Again, kind of stating the obvious, I, who, who isn't planning a beautiful gathering. So I'm not sure the purpose of saying yeah. something like that. But um, yeah. nonetheless, that's, that's what you're up against. So... Of course, mm. no, we're not yeah. mentioning business names. And, and ultimately, I don't mean to, to overly critique any of these photographers, but I mentioned these examples as things not to do. And really for our listeners in general, just it's, it's so funny how we as photographers, and I know I've been guilty of it too, we, we'd see what other photographers do and we're like, oh, well, I'll try that too. Or that sounds good. I'll do that. Or that style looks good. I'll copy that. And we have a tendency of just kind of copy pasting. And um, mm. but that's not helping us stand out. And, and there are more yeah. photographers now probably yeah. than ever, right? So in order to stand out, I mean, that's really the, one of the biggest goals of a brand position statement is to stand out. The last thing that we need to do is just to copy and paste the f- same phrases and words that everybody else is using. What are your yeah. thoughts just hearing those, those statements? Yeah, I, I definitely think that I've fallen into the trap of having my, my statement that is above the fold and then going down further and then explaining it again and then sort of rewording it but not quite hitting on exactly what I'm wanting to get at but just mm. sort of saying it again in a slightly different way and then also if you if you look at my weddings tab on my website I, I sort of have it repeated but again in a slightly different way which I I know is not the best thing and I it's yeah, got a little bit wordy well um, I, I actually I would I would push back a little bit because it's if, if you have a clear idea um, so I'll use my company, Photographer's Edit, for example. Our mm-hmm. brand position statement, very simply, is custom image editing for the professional photographer. Mm-hmm. What is custom image? So that's literally, I mean, at the top of our, in fact, I'll, I'll show everybody just for the sake of example here. Let me just pull this up. So let's see. We'll add a, a tab here and just jump to, so anybody who is listening to the audio version, again, you can go to uh, youtube.com slash book a podcast or facebook.com slash book a podcast and see the replay. You can also just go to photographersedit.com, uh, which is the producer of this podcast. But you'll see there the, the position statement, very simply, they land on the page there, big bold text, custom photo editing services for professional photographers. Now, the, the interesting thing and why I was pushing back, Kirsten, is I, I can mm-hmm. say custom photo editing services, 
but that means a number of different things. Like you can word that different ways, right? You can build on that concept. When I say custom photo editing services, what I'm talking about is that I can match your editing style. So that's another yeah. way for me to further expound on or build on this idea of custom image editing services. Mm-hmm. I can say, I offer a service or photographer's edit offers image editing that matches your style. Share your editing preferences with us and we'll match that yeah. on your future order or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I don't think there's actually anything wrong with building on a message. You, okay. you don't, yeah. th- there's actually opportunity, in fact, t- for that to benefit you when it comes to SEO. You mentioned earlier working on SEO and there's, yeah. there's plenty of opportunity yeah. to do that. And if you use some of the tools that we mentioned here, and um, we, we've even been using uh, a tool called Yoast, Y-O-A-S-T, mm-hmm. uh, on our WordPress, the WordPress portion of our site in order to, to build our SEO. It actually makes suggestions as to how to kind of build up our, our standing when it comes to SEO. That's one of the many tools we've used and resources we've used. But there are ways to do that. And, and building on the primary message is actually not a bad thing. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. minimize that. I wouldn't shy away from that. Um, no, re- no reason to be wordy for the sake of being wordy, just putting text on page. But as long as it's supporting the primary message, there's nothing wrong with it. Okay, yes. Yeah, so then maybe having the, the clear one-sentence um, p- part of the brand position on that header image, but then coming, back, coming down underneath that and having a, more of a paragraph uh, explaining and explaining ex- on it. Yeah, expanding it. Exactly. And, and actually, yeah. and I'm, I'm not an SEO expert, to be clear. We've had um, a lot of wonderful help. And Jill, who also produces a podcast, has done a, a ton of work in this regard. But um, just very basics here, that, that main line, that individual line that's, that is your brand position statement, wedding photography for the adventurous couple, for example, mm-hmm. um, that could be your H1 tag. When we're talking about SEO, that could be your H1 tag. Mm-hmm. And then that H2 tag underneath it is that, that very short paragraph that's building on that idea. And you can do yeah. that in different ways through the site relevant to the, the significance of that individual page, whatever the purpose of that mm-hmm. page is. But um, yeah, all that to say, there's nothing wrong with building on the message as long as it's consistent throughout yeah. um, and it plays to SEO, what's going to enable you to, to build up your rankings uh, when it comes to SEO. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's a good idea. So you can do a little bit of research there to, to kind of figure that out. But yeah. as you're hearing those various position statements from your competition, any, anything stand out as you're hearing those, you think, man, I could easily stand in contrast to that by going this direction or that direction. Yeah, I think a lot of them seem to be trying to evoke feelings and like for the for the lovers and the dreamers and um, whimsical wedding photography, it's, it is trying to get at the feeling of of what you want to feel like or what you envisage you're going to feel like on on the day, which which may be a better position than where I I'm sort of thinking of. Uh, maybe like the service based like I want to I'm there to serve you I guess people don't want to think about things going wrong maybe or or needing someone there to mm. to make it a a, a great experience mm-hmm. so that's um that's the what I was thinking that, that they're more um pointing to the, to the feelings you're right you're right and so there is a natural opportunity for you to stand out and to talk about the experience. Now, the interesting thing about experience is that it may make them feel a certain way, but what is it about the, the experience, the service that you're offering that is going to make them feel a sense of relief? 
or a sense of calm or a sense of peace. <clears throat> and it's important to, to think about that. There's opportunity to actually speak to that, not only in the, the primary position statement, but in that subtext as well. And we can talk about that here in just a second. In fact, I think this is just a great time um, to, for me to just briefly list a few possible ways to establish a clear and distinct brand position. So let me just do that here. The, the first way to do it is to, to offer a service that doesn't exist. And even as small a market as you're in, Kirsten, I, there's probably, mm-hmm. well, I would, I would venture that any of the primary uh, photographic genres have been in some way offered by a photographer there, right? At least the primary services that we would yeah. normally think of when it comes yeah. to professional photography. So that's probably not mm-hmm. an avenue that you would go down. But then the second way to offer or to create a clear and distinct brand position is to be the first to own a position. Yeah. What I mean by this is um, on a very, very simple level, Let's say there are 10 wedding photographers in your marketplace, but nobody is actually coming out and owning that position as being the wedding photographer that anybody in that marketplace mm-hmm. would want to work with uh, and maybe offering a reason for that. If nobody's owning that and saying, I am the number one resource for, or I am the number one wedding photographic service or family portrait service that you absolutely must use. And if they haven't taken that position, there, there might be opportunity to do that. Now, I think this is actually an opportunity for you. And we'll talk about this in just a second, but because the position statements that your competition are offering are relatively vague and nobody's really come out and owned, especially this, the, the service or the experience side of things, I think there's Mm -hmm. an opportunity to do that. We'll talk about that in a second, but that'd be the second way. The third way is to offer a variation on a service. And I gave the example earlier of, you know, black and white wedding photography for, uh, well, I, I think we were talking at the time about Christchurch, but if, if I were to do that here in my marketplace, Chattanooga, black and white wedding photography for Chattanooga couples, for example, or black mm-hmm. and white photography for Chattanooga couples, that is a variation on a service. I'm offering photography, plenty of people offering photography for couples here, especially in the wedding genre, but nobody is offering specifically black and white photography for couples. That's a variation on the service. As I said as well before, you have to make sure that there's a big enough market to support that variation. But that specificity, as long as there's a marketplace there, that specificity will enable you to stand out immediately. If somebody lands on the site and they see in big text, black and white photography for Chattanooga couples, and there's this beautiful black and white photography, 90%, even 100% of the site is that, immediately we made an impact. It sticks out in their mind. Maybe that doesn't fit what they're looking for, but I guarantee you that because nobody else is website and messaging looks that way or sounds that way, it's probably going to make a lasting impression. They'll probably talk about me to somebody else who they think might be interested in something like that as well. So the third way to to come up with that distinct position is to offer variation on a service. And then four is to name a target market. And I think not very long ago, actually, I was talking to a photographer, I think even here on the podcast, who was looking at the possibility or who, who had had the opportunity to work with a number of older couples uh, wedding photography for senior couples, basically. And of course, you can come up with a creative way to say it that doesn't hurt anybody's feelings. But there's actually a wonderful market to to work with couples who are getting remarried or those who are getting married later in life mm. and, and to build literally a whole brand around that. So that would be an example of naming a specific target market. Another example I've given in the past, um, I could say Chattano- or black and white photography for Chattanooga couples, or I could get really specific and I could say black and white photography for Chattanooga skateboarders, and I'm calling out a specific segment of the market. Now, again, that may limit me so much in a small market like Chattanooga that there's not enough business to support my financial goals. 
So maybe I have to expand to Tennessee, or maybe I have to expand to the Southeast region of the United States. Or if I want to just go crazy, I might expand nationally, right? Because if I need, let's say I, my goal is to make, um, whatever, $300,000 a year. I'm not going to be able to do that only targeting skateboarders in Chattanooga. It's just not a big enough market. If I expand those services and maybe even the genre a little bit to skateboarders in a larger area, then I have an opportunity to be able to reach those financial goals as, as a result. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And for anybody listening in, by the way, I, we're, we're getting ready. We're kind of coming to the end here and we're getting, we're going to get, we're going to talk a little bit about potential position statements for Kirsten. But if you're thinking based on what you've heard thus far, anybody listening live or watching live, if you have any questions about any of what we talked about so far, don't hesitate to comment um, or to ask questions. They're on YouTube or on Facebook. I'm glad to answer as many as I can here uh, in the next few minutes. But Kirsten, I think this brings us back to you know your your point about the significance of service and experience through service. Have you have you considered any position statements related to that? Have any come to mind either today or previously that were related to that? Nothing good. So I've <laughs> I've played around with okay. with trying to convey the, the 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 service aspect of what I'm trying to do, but nothing that has sounded any good has uh, been able to come up with. So give me an example, because I, I, it's funny how as business owners, sometimes we kind of play down our ideas and sometimes even the simplest of ideas can be really effective. Can you, do you remember a few examples? Um, yeah. So something along the lines of making, making your wedding day easy or make, uh, making your portrait session the, the best part of your day. Um, something along the lines of talking about how enjoyable or how enjoyable the process is going to be. Um, so, uh, yeah. That's fine. It, it, you're, for anybody who's not watching live, mm -hmm. you, you didn't see Kirsten make a little, like kind of scrunch her face up a little bit. This is not bad, actually. And here's something else that we haven't, I mean, I guess we kind of alluded to it a little bit. A lot of photographers tend to feel like, and, and again, I've done the same thing, you tend to feel like you have to come up with like a really creative, maybe in some cases, really cute statement in order for it to go on our site. You know, we're, we're, art, we're artists, we're photographers, we're creative types. So that, that any of that copy that goes on our site, it's got to be really colorful and artsy and fancy and, and cute. And that's actually not necessarily the case. And in fact, in most cases, it doesn't do a whole lot for the sake of actually booking clients somebody's going to find us online. And in fact, right now, a, a surprising percentage, I won't go into numbers, but a surprising percentage of our, uh, of our clients, our new accounts at Photographer's Edit, for example, are coming from just organic Google search. We're not even running Google ads at the moment and haven't actually for years. Organic Google search. And those people are largely coming to us via, I mean, they're probably searching something super basic and we can actually see what they're searching, but they're, ser they're searching very basic phrases. They're not getting super creative in their mind, thinking about how to come up with something that's related to editing, they're searching something like photo editing for for wedding photographers or uh, image editing services, mm -hmm. right? It's not cute. It's not creative, but that's actually how they're going to land on our website. And so we have to keep that in mm -hmm. mind when, when we're thinking about the, the copy that we're using on our website. It's, it's wonderful to be creative. I don't want to downplay any of that stuff to an extreme, but we've gone to such an extreme that we're, that's what we're fixated on when we create copy for our website. Mm -hmm. And as a result, we're missing out on an opportunity just to be super practical, to communicate what it is that we offer in words that are commonly searched so that a potential client can find us. And that's really it. So 
going back to what you were saying earlier, and I started making notes. I've got a little notebook here. But you were talking about making your, or making your wedding day easy. Talk a little bit more about that. Build on that idea a little bit. What does that look like to you? Um, in terms of the, the, the one-liner or the, the feeling behind it? Both, yeah. What what is that experience? Both, yeah, when you okay. think about building um, an experience that is easy for that client, I'm assuming you're talking about easy in front of the camera or is it something else? Well, no, more so like definitely easy in front of the camera in terms of prompting and making them feel comfortable, but also like the whole process in terms of from everything to, to how I accept payments to my communication to, to um, the sending out a, a questionnaire, making that an easy process for them okay. and, uh, you know, being flexible if, if they want to meet up in person or if they want to meet up over Zoom, like doing, making the process easy so that they, they feel um, comfortable with me coming, coming into their day sure. and then on the day making, you know, going above and beyond to 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 help them out if whether it's you know running out and fetching a a sewing kit to fix something or being able to um you know, you know whilst whilst they're getting ready um help them out and make it a a pleasant experience sure. as opposed to um intrusive that makes sense. So there's opportunity to speak to those because you're, what you're talking about ultimately are pain points, right? And, and you kind of alluded to some of those pain points mm-hmm. earlier. I would start with a very straightforward position statement. It could be really honestly as, as simple as uh, we'll go with Christchurch's premier photographic experience for couples or Christchurch's premier wedding photographic experience. Now, this is kind of an example of what we were talking yeah, about okay. earlier of owning that position, right? Obviously, photographers yeah. in the area, they're, they're offering an experience, regardless of whether or not they're alluding to it or talking about it or not. But with, your, mm-hmm. with, with the intense focus that you have on experience and an intentional effort to set your business apart by offering an experience that is truly unique. Now, again, you can say these things all day long. It doesn't matter if you don't actually follow through on them, Right they can come and land there and, and read some words that sound really nice. But if, if, if they then start to interact with you and you don't actually deliver on that experience, then it defeats the mm-hmm. purpose of, of this position statement in the first place, really. So in this case, speak to the significance of the experience Christchurch's, or you could say uh, the South Island's premier wedding photographic experience. And, and then in mm-hmm. subtext, um, you could certainly name yeah. wedding engagement photography, maybe there's a third that's related to couples photography that you offer Mm -hmm. and speak to the services that you offer. You can mention that in the subtext. And then further down the page, speak to the pain points that, that you have already alluded to during this conversation that you mentioned um, Mm -hmm. in the questionnaire that you filled out prior to this interview today, speak to those pain points and, and do so in a brief paragraph, maybe with a few bullet points Mm -hmm. and talk about how you are one-upping the, the other f- photographic experiences. You don't have to put down anybody else. What you can talk about is the significance of the experience that you offer when it comes to communication, how quickly their photo session will be done, 
what the interview process mm-hmm. is at ahead of time, uh, the day of the wedding, how seamless that interaction is with you, that, that you're not intrusive, but that you know, the portrait session is going to be done in just a matter of minutes. You won't know what happened. Whatever, whatever the pain points are, I'm just kind of throwing at random ideas out there, but whatever the pain yeah. points are, figure out a way to communicate those pain points that you're addressing through this experience, which is Kirsten Ogden Photography. And then, mm-hmm. as we talked about yeah. earlier, make sure that you're building that whole experience. It, what I would do, as you're coming up with the copy that describes the pain points that you're addressing, do so at the same time that you're considering how you want to kind of further develop your business model to support that. Mm-hmm. So if, if everything that, you, that you're doing as a wedding photographer is about experience, you, you've got beautiful photography, so that's not even an issue, right? Your, your brand is focusing on the experience. Think about three to five specific pain points that you want to address that you know that intentionally you are going to very purposefully address as part of the experience. Again, speaking to them on the website is one thing, following through is another. So make sure that you've addressed those ahead of time. You figure out what those biggest pain points are. Outline for yourself on paper or Evernote or whatever tool you might want to use. Outline for yourself how you're going to deliver those experiences. So you've thought through that whole process. And now speak to them on the website, in the copy. They scroll down. They learn a little bit more about how you address those pain points. Then deliver on those same experiences. And um, if, you, if you start to do so consistently, now the experience that clients are having is matching that statement that you've established, which is relatively straightforward, but you're actually backing it up. That is going to begin to create a certain amount of brand recognition and certainly encourage referrals as well. They're like, oh my goodness, have you heard about this, this Kirsten girl? Like she's, the experience that she brings is just next level. I mean, the other photographers, the work is, is pretty and whatever, but... I sent an email to them and I didn't hear back for a week. I had an email back from her in two hours yeah. and, and then we <laughs> scheduled a call and, and she walked me through this whole thing and made it as easy as possible. It was an absolutely seamless experience. Incredible. I can't recommend her enough. Yeah. That's the kind of yeah. reputation you want to start to build. You're speaking to that experience, but you're following through on it. Now people are talking about it. You win. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, that's exactly. So the, the um, following up on it and then the, getting the word of mouth repeat customers mm-hmm. from that experience and and then having that backed up with, with the statement on my website. Yeah, you know what? I kind of like the order that you did that in. You talked about the, the experience first and then you're like, oh, by the way, I backed it up with a statement on my website. And, and that's tr- because really at the end of the day, you can say whatever you want and photographers do. If you don't back it up with the experience, if they don't actually have that experience, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. But it's just saying that you offer the premier experience if you just left it at that, what might be a little bit too vague. So again, I would encourage you to, if, if that's the type of statement that you run with, and I think it's a really good opportunity mm-hmm. that you are the South Island's premier wedding photographic experience. You're the South Island's premier photographic experience for couples. And then subtext is wedding photography, engagement photography, um, intimate sessions, whatever, whatever you would, whatever you want to list there, list those services. And then again, build, explain why this experience is different and what specific pain points you're addressing. So you're calling that out, there's specificity there, and then you're backing that up because you already know you've come up with a business model and a plan that is very intentionally gonna be addressing those pain points. So when they book you, they're gonna, they're gonna have that experience. Mm-hmm. And then you do that consistently over and over and over again. Now you've actually begun to develop a brand position, not just theoretically, but experientially. 
And the one thing I haven't meant, and I'll stop with this, uh, that I haven't mentioned yet is brand position is, yes, an effort at creating a distinct value proposition in the mind of that marketplace. But what that means on the flip side is if somebody hears Kirsten Ogden photography, that what do you want to come to their mind when they hear that brand? And that's the effort of that brand position. It's, again, it's not just theoretical. It's I'm going to do everything in my power so that when they hear my business's name, immediately there's a particular idea that comes to their mind. That is the position that I hold in the mind of that client's mind or that potential client's mind or more broadly in that marketplace. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah, it's good. I think we've got something good here. And I, yeah, I say we. Yeah. I think Love you've it. got something good here. <laughs> and I think, I think you've highlighted. I think it's really great. Again, and I can't stress this enough. The fact that you have not only observed what's, what's happened in the marketplace because of COVID, but ultimately you're looking around at what's going on in your marketplace and you see an opportunity and that's where you go. That's something else that we really haven't highlighted in this, but that, that really is at the heart of how you come up with a brand position. And in many ways, it's not that complicated. You just see what's going on in the marketplace and you go where somebody hasn't. Mm-hmm. And as long as yeah. there is a large enough, and again, it takes a little bit of research, as long as there's a large enough marketplace to support that position and nobody else is running with it, it's gold. And obviously, there is a massive mm-hmm. market for a great experience, right? I mean, everybody needs a great experience. So this is a broad enough position that there's plenty of business opportunity. Get specific with the pain points you're addressing right there on the website, but then also in the actual experience. And I think you're going to be in a really great place. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. Any, any questions? Any other further thoughts here before we finish up? Um, I just did I, just one thought. I, in, in terms of the showing that experience, one of the things that uh, in my client meetings, people have sort of picked up on is loving all of the photos where the couple is just like having a moment together and you know not it's not necessarily the the, the prettiest smile or the or the um the best view uh, backdrop it's the, the photos that people seem to love from my portfolio are all um you know when when the couple's really having a moment together or and I think that that to to get more photos like that, it's it is definitely the the whole experience. So I'm those sort of photos are taking a photo of the experience. Which yeah, I, I'm I'm quite happy. I I think I hear what you're saying. It's the thing is that that type of photo. In fact, actually, I'm I'm looking at the homepage of your website here, and and there's a beautiful example yeah. of that. I mean, that's that's. By the way, I love my favorite thing as a wedding photographer, and I, that was primarily what I did was wedding photography, and of course, engagement sessions to go along with that. Light and emotion were were my two favorite things, mm. and you got that right yeah. there. I mean, beautiful rim light, kind of highlighting their hair, what looks and feels like very genuine emotion interaction between the two of them. It's yeah. beautiful, but here's the thing. There's not, there are, there are plenty of photographers that are already talking about that, right? You, you see, I mean, yeah. we talked earlier about the, exactly. you know, the lovers and the dreamers, yeah. right? That's some allusion to, to, mm-hmm. to an idea like that or to the romantic yeah. and to the authentic and the real. There are plenty mm-hmm. of photographers that are already talking about this, those things. The cool thing is you can offer that photographically and you don't even have to talk about it. The, the, the clients are going to see that interaction and certainly yeah. in conversation, there's nothing wrong with speaking about it, but we're talking about the primary messaging, which has to do with mm-hmm. the experience. 
And they're going to see that your images are beautiful and that they represent intimacy and, and a connection and closeness that you have the ability to, to capture that. But when everybody else is already talking about that, I, I personally, like if I were to start a photography business again, I wouldn't want to just jump in and say the same thing that so many other people are already saying. If you want to do yeah, that, yeah, do that, exactly. but, but speak, yeah. make sure that your messaging is actually distinct and that you don't have a bunch of other people saying a similar thing. Yeah, but I think that you can convey that message just through the, the photos that are shown. 100%. Whereas the, the facts that I, you know, I, I know how to, to sew up a hem or you know, that, that sort of thing, like I'm, I'm more than happy to run down to the, to the, the corner store and get, get some waterproof one if, if that's what's needed on the way to a, 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 um, a location. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wanting to make your experience better that's where those words come in yeah and and the only other thing the the only thing i would caution you on is don't feel like you need to go some photographers do this too they go into great great detail they might go into great detail describing that experience hey by the way (laughs) you're gonna have a great experience i'm gonna i'd be willing to go down to the corner store and pick up water and you're probably just giving that as an example but um be communicated a way that is straightforward and even kind of basic mm-hmm. and simple. Again, figure out the primary pain points and communicate those pain points in a way that's super practical and straightforward. Again, using words that are most, um, I guess, relevant and most common. Don't use words that are kind of vague and a little bit hard to understand. And I, I think you'll be good just, just like that. And then just deliver yeah. on that experience. You'll yeah. be set. Yeah, awesome. Oh. I, I think we ended up in a really great place. Yeah, and I like it. If you think of any questions, and for that matter, for anybody that's listening via audio or you're watching or listening live now, if, if you think of any questions too related to this topic, please don't hesitate to reach out to us at the Boca Podcast. You can send us a DM there. Um, certainly, Kirsten, if there's anything I can do to kind of help support your effort at, at really coming out strong with this position, please don't don't hesitate to let me know. Um, would love to help. But um, for anybody listening in, if you for, for those of you listening to the audio after the fact, if you go to facebook.com slash Boca Podcast, I'm putting this up on the screen for everybody watching the live stream, um, or youtube.com slash Boca Podcast, do, do subscribe there. Uh, you can watch the replay of this live stream today, see the visuals, watch the interactions, um, the experience that Kirsten is, is so... Uh, prevalent in our conversation about. I, I think it's so important. And um, if you want to experience the Boca podcast, you can come join us on the live stream. Just follow us at instagram.com slash Boca podcast, and you can keep up with the next live stream. Thanks, Kirsten, for letting us share this conversation with everybody. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much.